Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms and Sales Podcast. I'm Lynn, your host of today's show, and we have got a great discussion in store for you today on unlocking sales success through communication. Joining me today is our special guest, Casey Boggs. Uh, Casey is a highly rated speaker, and he is the president of Reputation Us. His focus is on reputation management, crisis preparation, cybersecurity support, and public relations. Welcome, Casey. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So this is going to be a great conversation. And Casey, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur. So sales, sales, sales. Um, Do you have an overarching philosophy when it comes to sales? And if so, why do you feel it's important? Yeah, I think that the overarching philosophy is is that we certainly want to get into a referral-based business, meaning we are uh, try not to be sales, but mostly lines of being referrals. If you're, if you do good work and your product and service is, is solid and your reputation precedes you as being a trusted advisor, your product is extraordinarily good, then by all means, uh, sales should be pretty simple. But I do believe a lot of work has to happen ahead of the sale. And what I mean by that is that if you are into, you know, business development, a lot of different things has to happen to educate your perspective customers or clients and uh, make sure that they feel very comfortable about who you are or what you do for them or the value that you're offering. And then as well as just really knowing their business, asking a lot of questions. And so I think preparation for anything in sales is key, but also to a lot of work needs to be done well ahead of time. I so agree with you. I think preparation is important in every single thing we do. And uh, right. if if you haven't done your prep work, you can um, really miss out on a great opportunity. And the more prepared you are, the more confident you're going to feel. And uh, it, it just breeds success. So I'm absolutely down with you there. Um, right. You know, you're a professional communicator. And that is so important in sales. What right. are the top communication fundamentals you would share when you're looking at it specifically to pertain to sales? Yeah, communication seems to be always uh, more lines of a one-sided. You're communicating, you're trying to be articulate, as succinct as possible with what your product or service does, showing features and benefits. But from the communication side, I think it reverse engineers a little bit. You can communicate by asking really smart, sharp questions to who you are selling to. That goes even further along the lines of than simply being an uh, incredibly good orator. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that when you are asking smart, right questions, uh, getting to the heart of what their pain is or what their opportunities are or just simply listening, that goes a long way, one, to build trust, but two, it really knows that you're looking genuinely looking to find a solution for them. And I like to go back into a metaphor, which is being a doctor. If um, if you are a patient, the prospective salesperson, uh, or sale, uh, prospective customer, I should say, and I am the doctor, well, the, the patient's not going to ask a whole lot of questions about your diploma or where you went to school or um, really the features and benefits quite yet. They want to be heard. They want to be know that their pain is being um, 
understood. You're asking all the right questions. You're uncovering a few more uh, pieces to the pie. And so as a communicator, it's listening more than necessarily communicating, asking the right questions, really getting to the depth of what it is that they're trying to um, to, to find a solution for. And it's tempting to go right into features and benefits that you actually have, but to pause for a second and really ask them why they're asking those you know, particular questions. And so I, I use that philosophy a lot because <laughs> I think sometimes it's, it's understood that if, I, if I'm the doctor and you know my uh, person I'm committed connecting with is the patient and I'm you know they're asking me questions I'm more than happy to uh, to tell them about the, more about myself or the products and services that we're d- discussing but I'm there for them I'm there for them yeah yeah no I I love that because when you listen you are you're exactly doing that and if you ask this the question you know one of the great things about like six sigma you know as you know you ask the question six times um I mean, obviously, when you're in sales, you wouldn't necessarily, but you're asking it in different ways, but you're really trying to get to that root and what's really going on. And you can uncover things that, that perhaps the product or service that the customer thinks they're interested in actually would be a terrible fit for them for many different reasons. Uh, Maybe it's a great solution, but where they're at right now within their organization or the resources they have to apply to it or just the nature of their business, there may be an alternate tool or service that would be better. And, you know, really for sales, at the end of the day, you are, you're trying to move them forward and help them so that they can be more effective. And um, so that's what it's really all about. And listening is so key and listening to both verbal and nonverbal communication. Yeah, one of my so, favorite quotes. Yeah. One, yeah, one of my favorite quotes of all time. Forgive me for interrupting, but one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Stephen Covey, and he simply says, "Seek first to understand, then be understood. Seek first to understand, then be understood." And so I use that a lot in you know, my own life, and uh, being a, a husband and a father, <laughs> I have to really, really understand what's going on, but also too as a sales person as well as a a business owner, I want to seek to understand what the issue is before I jump in with some um, solution. And so it really gives me kind of my uh, North Star before I go into any uh, uh, purposeful uh, sales lead. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important because just uh, sometimes people just want they they need a sounding board as well because they're trying to sort it sure. out in their own mind what they need and if you if you're not taking that time to really understand what's going on and what they're facing um what the challenges are you could do them a disservice um by putting them into a program or service that they don't need and so you know when we're talking about that you know what are some of the you know, there's also the things that you want to avoid. So what are some communication landmines that you want people to stay away from? Yeah, I think this goes back to a little bit more I was talking about earlier, but get clarification. Uh, landmines is when they would say something, uh, they, the prospective client or customer would say something, and you want to just simply agree with them and nod your head and you know, pretend you know what they're talking about, yeah. but the the, the landmine, the, the landmine is, is uh, yeah, the landmine is like the question, not to be you know too prodding because you certainly want to, uh, you know, might not be too laborious and <laughs> asking too many questions. But if they're saying something you just don't understand, or uh, if it's not clear to you, I think it's important to um, stop, pause, and uh, understand what they are saying. 
And so from a communication side is that getting that clarification. Or conversely, if you're saying too much and you are talking quite long about you know, the features and benefits of what you're doing and they're not in their head and they're in, you know, glossy eye land. I think it's okay to put a pause and say, all right, are you getting this? You know, repeat it back to me, <laughs> something of that nature, because I think uh, the ebb and flow of the communications is really important and to not pretend you know, or that they know, uh, but to have some checkpoints along the way to make sure that there's clarification on both sides. Absolutely. And I think um, one of the, tricks that I've used. I mean, I think we're going to sort of like some examples of when a sales meeting with a prospective client has gone well. And I want to hear from you, but I have an example that particularly talks to what you're saying is that I will look at what that organization does and really come up with an analogy that they can connect with. And so, you know, when we're having this conversation that it helps them better understand the product or service. And because I'm sort of speaking in their language, in their world, in their industry, you know, what, and you can make that connection. And I do recall doing that once, um, actually with Costco and the president, I was with the president of the company and he literally, if he'd been close enough to me, I think he would have kicked me under the table because trying to do this thing, like, you know, like, don't, you know, shut up. What are you saying? What are you doing? But I was talking to them <laughs> and using an analogy of the Costco chicken and in this, but they, every, but everyone at Costco, everyone in that meeting, they got it. And they got the analogy of what our solution was and why, you know, it was, you know, more robust. It was better. It was, you know, uh, it, it was really interesting. And and afterwards, uh, my president told me, he said, I thought you'd gone completely Looney Tunes and off the rails, but they <laughs> got it. I still don't get it. <laughs> but it was like he hadn't been in touch and listening and meeting with with the client for months like I had. Right. And I really immersed myself in their culture and, and their values and uh, what they were really all about. And so I know that right. you have some fabulous examples that I'm sure our audience will want to hear so that you can make that connection with a prospective client. Yeah, there's plenty of examples. I could probably uh, bore you to tears on so many different aspects, <laughs> but a few, a few that come to mind, well, at least one, I, I just know that doing your homework ahead of time, it really is key. And, uh, the examples is not so much how it went well during the point of sale, but it was, was what happened uh, ahead of time that, hey, we agreed to meet for whatever reason they wanted to connect and understand a little bit more about what we were selling and the benefits that it could provide for them, the value that we're offering. But I took that as an opportunity to say, all right, let's do a little homework beforehand. And that's just us do homework about the, the, the client ahead of time. But uh, what it is it that um, we're trying to get out? So, for example, it was a, a bank out of the Bay Area that we were working with. In fact, they ended up becoming a long-term client. But they were asking you know, to meet, looking forward to the meeting, excited about it. You know, uh, seemed to be a wonderful opportunity, but still, certainly not a client yet. But so I decided, you know what? I really want to. I really want this, but I really want it for them, right? And so I did a lot of homework about them ahead of time. So I sent them upwards near ten questions about who they are and what they're trying to accomplish, pointed questions, tailored questions. And when I went into the meeting, and I have already sent this to them, I've already was looking for them to answer them, the first thing out of their, their, their mouths was how appreciative they are that would genuinely say that, hey, um, 
you want to learn more about our bank. That was huge. So that immediately brought uh, an element of trust, uh, element of uh, desire to help them. And ultimately, we went through, you know, to some degree, those questions, and then there's questions upon that, uh, that they were like, yes, this person wants to help. And that sends a strong message along the way. So again, it goes back to more of a, if you genuinely want to be a solution, you know, a, 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 an advisor, a trusted advisor, someone who can really help them, um, that'd be great. Even if you're selling a product or service, but if you can do some preliminary homework, it may cost you a half hour, an hour, if not more, to do so. That goes a long way into the long term of the, of the sale. So yeah. preparation. Yeah, it does. And and that was sort of my point that I had made the same. It was getting to know them and know their culture, their environment, you know, their value set and, you know, really what they were up against and what was going on. And that helped me to also to, to qualify if they were the right fit, you know, if we could truly help them. Because sometimes right. there's, you know, there's a case where, you know, you know, it's like a mutual admiration society and you really get on and, but it's like, you really don't have the right product for them at this time. Um, right. And so then there's also those times when something goes sideways. So when do you mm. think, um, what can you share with us about something that is <laughs> you know, uh, bad to the bone? Something that went, didn't go yeah. right. And, and how they, can you learn they, from they that? happen a lot. They happen a lot, and uh, yeah. In fact, I even like the last part. What can you learn from it? Uh, one of my one, again, one of my favorite quotes of all times from Nelson Mandela. Uh, he said, "I either I either win or I learn. I never lose. Yes. I either win yes. or I learn. I never lose." And I, I take that That's to heart just because if if you go into a situation and it just seems to be a massive failure, like that was horrible. Don't just abort you know that situation and not learn from it learn from it. What what could it have done differently? Granted, we're going to run into cantankerous people who just didn't want, do not want to be sold to, or they already have their mindset, or they're just not interested at all in what you're trying to accomplish. That happens. But certainly the examples that are so, you know, that are very negative, and there seem to be more of those than the, the, the positive ones. But what I found is that they are not in it, uh, you know, uh, to find to, to to partner with someone, either from a service provider like ourselves or from a product of, of sorts. And I think from a sales side, um, it's okay to say, "Hey, this doesn't feel good." Let's you know, and obviously do it in a subtle matter, but to, to I like to say disqualify them. That you know, I I'm here to help. I'm here to provide you a product or service that I think that's going to help. And I'm here to ask a lot of questions, answer a lot of questions you might have. But if it's a two-way street, if you're not necessarily into this at all, uh, don't necessarily need to need or want to be sold to. I'm not sure why we're even sitting down together. Uh, but at that point, you'd have to be real to yourself, be, be real to them, and disqualify them and uh, learn from that, like, what could we have done differently uh, to have this meeting in the first place? But if they're just there to um, poke holes into your product service and being a jerk, for lack of a better term, then um, it's it's just not worth it. But learn a few things along the way. What could this done done different, or why should we have had this meeting in the first place? Yeah, and, and sometimes there could even be something that's going on that the time they're just sort of like forcing themselves to have this meeting, but they don't have either the bandwidth, something else with either work or even personally is going on and they don't, you don't have their attention and 
it's like you're you're going into like you said it's a negative situation so how can you turn that around to the positive and say it looks like it, it seems that you know that that this may not be the best timing right now for you there could be something that you've got going on should we go ahead and reschedule um because right. and it's like this um you know it, i think that that's one way that you could also take a, an approach there because sometimes somebody has something else and it. it seems like they are so negative or they're in this cyclone of calamity that they've got going on um but how can you you know make that a positive so give them some back some time so they could focus on that and then reschedule that's right so once again it's showing that you're a partner right and that you exactly are the type of person that that is respectful of what they've got going on so yeah, this yeah, is. I'm been looking a for. Really I'm looking for. A, yeah, I'm looking for partnerships as yes. as opposed to vendorships. Yes. Partnerships as opposed to vendorships, and I, I, I use that term just because if they're not in, it, they're the same as as a vendor, uh, someone that just provides a product and service and nothing more than that. That's usually my red flag. That boy, is this somewhere I want to spend my time and effort, you know, for longevity of this, or my uh, really in it as an extension of their team, as a trusted person, advisor, product or service or otherwise, that's where I want to be. And if there's some kind of gray area or if it's sliding more towards just being a vendor, personally, that's not where I want to be. Yeah, it, it needs to be mutually beneficial because when you're in those types of situations, what I have found is they end up becoming 80% of your work for the 20% of your volume type of thing. Yep. And that's when right. they're mutually beneficial, that's where you're getting that's the 80 percent of your business for 20 percent of your work because you're in sync um right. so or you know and, and really you really want to get that down to that it's that everybody's all in and it's 100 percent on both sides so that's yep. yeah so do you have any final thoughts on best practices specifically for communication in sales yeah yeah then two things because when i went into sales i didn't know anything for the most part. Uh, and I'm still don't think I'm a, a good salesperson, but because uh, I was, I was good at, I was good at my craft. I was good at what I did. I was a technician of, um, reputation management, crisis communications, public relations, all those good things. Right. But, um, to actually sell a service is a hard thing. So one of the recommendations that I was given and provide for your listeners as well is to take, uh, professional sales, uh, training or, some variation of that to get you the skills that you need to do a lot of different things we talked about already on, on this uh, podcast, but really understand that the complexities of um, selling a product and service. So taking sales courses. And then the, the second uh, aspect is a little bit unorthodox, but it, it proved well for myself is take improv classes. You know, improv classes is no. That's, hey, that's just for uh, funny people, right? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> in fact, uh, it's an interesting part where an improv is when you have to you know, improvisation. You have to roll with the punches. You have to, you have know, to take uh, the make sure that you were yeah you were quick on your feet because every situation is different. It's like every you know, time you go into a, a different game, uh, regardless of what sport you're playing, every situation is different. You have to. Experience makes you wise and kind of adjust accordingly, but you have to improvise. But the other part of improv classes I really appreciate the most is that the, you, you go to the positive. Uh, you always have to you know, kind of stay positive. So really understand what your client's doing or what prospective clients they're asking for, but 
so positive and they the, the improv 101 they say yes and or yes but so you always go yes and you're you're, you're trying to you know, ratchet up the conversation to be, be a little more positive and then the, the other part of improv I really like is just you have to um, you have to listen you, you can't jump in with some kind of preconceived this is how it's going to go <laughs> if, that, if that happens then the whole thing is kind of uh, already failed. You have to allow the conversation to flow naturally. Yes, be prepared, but more lines of you can't have some kind of preset mindset that this has to be this way or it's a failure. Um, <laughs> allow the imp- imp- improvisation along the way because uh, that's when it becomes a little more fun and you kind of can read your audience and then uh, act accordingly. And if it's, a, if it's negative, get out of there. If it's, if it's positive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there's no reason to spend time with uh, negative and critical people. I mean, it just it's it that that is a downward spiral. And I agree that um, sales training. I actually believe that sales training is really valuable for everyone for any kind of career because you are oh you're selling your project, you're selling your proposal, you're selling your idea. Um, and at the same time, nobody wants to be sold to. So having sales right. training um, is going to um, help you propel your career forward, no matter what type of career you have. And I love that what you said about the improv and the yes and. I think that that is the, the because you're you're you've turned that conversation just from that, so that you can add on to it and potentially move the direction but you've done it that's right in a very positive way so yeah be, wow. be, be genuine about it but certainly uh, you know extend the conversation as opposed to put a damper on the conversation <laughs> yes yeah no I it, absolutely it's it's inclusive it's inviting more connectivity and more a uh, uh, deeper dialogue so that's okay. fabulous I love that Casey I just I wrote it down <laughs> yes and good and every time anyone participates, whether it's like this, a podcast or a sales training, or you read an article, um, follow Casey on LinkedIn. I mean, you pick something up and and you get or you get a reminder and it can help you reset and go, yeah, I got to get back to doing that. So right. thank you so much for your your advice um, on communication fundamentals. And I think they're going to have a tremendous impact on our audience's sales efforts. So everybody, I hope you listened up. Um, this is good stuff. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, it, it, yeah. This has been a great sales com- a discussion, conversation, discussion, dialogue, all of the above. Let's get the sentiments out. <laughs> um, and I would like to share, have our audience, I would love to hear what audit ideas you would like to share. Um, if you have a comment, um, please drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And since we were talking about it, if you want to stay informed and get advice on breakthrough advantages, then you should sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter <laughs> and move forward. So to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week. <laughs>